On this week's show, we've got Paddy from MN Training. Me and Paddy chat about being on the tools, setting up a training centre, the pros and the cons of being in the flooring industry, mental health, and absolutely everything in between. We had a right giggle with this one. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hope you enjoy the show. Right, Paddy, welcome to the podcast. And thank you for coming on for the first episode of the UK Flying Podcast, not the Wood Floor Podcast anymore. First of all, in your own words, who is Paddy and how did you get started with the flooring industry? Huge question. <laughs> what a question. Um, yeah, sometimes I ask myself the same question, to be quite honest. Um, I was just a floor layer from Wolverhampton, like the next floor layer from wherever town in the country. Um, I've always been quite passionate about, well, very passionate about flooring, to be honest, and very proud of my work. Um, I've built up a very good reputation over the last eight or nine years uh, working by myself. Always wanted to enhance my work and for it to be better. Um, always pushing to, you know, do design work and stuff like that. Um, and um, then when we went into lockdown, um, I had a phone call from Carndine. Um, asking me if I'd be the do training for them, uh, right. which uh, if they hadn't contacted me via, you know, one of the members of staff didn't contact me via the Twitter account, I would have thought it was a wind up to be honest. Because yeah, like the training for Condine was at the time my dream job. Um, I always fitted Condine products and wanted to, you know, only dreamt of, of working there and training from. To be quite honest. Um, like I say, they offered me the job and I started delivering training for Carndine. Um, it was quite daunting. Um, but again, I always like to push myself and, um, you know, I never want an easy day. I always want to push myself and better myself. And that was, you know, training for them was the next step in my career. Um, that came to an end after about six to eight months. Um, yeah, we just wanted different things. I didn't want to work there full-time. They wanted to offer me a full-time position. So yeah. I left there um, just expecting to go back fitting, to be honest. Um, you know, I love fitting floors, love dealing with customers and liaising with them. Um, so I was quite happy to just go out fitting. Um, and then word got out in the industry that I'd stopped working at Carndine. And I was getting messages pretty much daily asking me to deliver training. Uh, so I put a post on my social media account expecting like 12 to 15 people to want me to go and train them around the UK um, and had over 250 people on, you know, throughout my social media accounts say they'd come on my course, Jeez. which was massively taken back by. Um, yeah, wow. Um, and then <clears throat> had manufacturers who had never liaised with before ringing me up saying, Paddy will support you with the training, you know, you should do it. And I weighed up the pros and cons. Um, I felt that there is not enough training facilities in the UK. Um, and I feel that I've got something to offer the industry um, in regards to training. I'm quite confident that I'm good at training. I've got a lot of LVT fitted knowledge. <clears throat> I'd rather pass that on to people than, you know, I, I don't want to be regarded as the best. I want everyone else to be better. Um, yeah. You know, opening the training centre is just 
enforces that really. Um, and fortunately, over the last 18 months, I've trained hundreds of people from all over the UK, from as far as uh, Andy came from the Isle of Skye in Scotland, 10-hour drive to get to me. He's been wow. in twice. Um, yeah. I've had people fly over from Ireland and Northern Ireland. I've had people come from Cornwall. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been a bit of a mad ride, to be honest. Um, every morning when I walk in the training centre, I still pinch myself now and think, wow, look at all the, the the size of the place, the branding, you know, it all looks, it looks fantastic. It gets better every week. I'm always improving it. Um, so yeah, and here we are. Um, 18 months later the training's going really well building up a great reputation um, bookings are coming in um, you know I'm getting great reviews I'm seeing people's progress in their work which obviously is really important it's not about getting people through the door it's about them being considerably better when they leave um, and you know I see there's many fitters out there that I've trained over the, the past three years from when I've been at Carndine up until now you know I've seen their progression from with respect to, you know, being an average fitter to now being what in what I would class as one of the top 5% LVT fitters in the country. Um, there's a few people, I'm not going to mention the names because I don't want to mention people and not mention other people. Um, but it's really rewarding for me to see uh, fitters, you know, really progressing in their career because of, you know, the time I've spent with them and the things I've shown them, which, you know, in hand, was the same for me years ago when I went on courses, people trained me up and, you know, I still hold them same people in very high regard now. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. you. So you set up your own, were you working for someone else originally? Did you subcontract when you first, the first time you picked up a knife, when was that? <laughs> okay, so uh, when I got into the flooring industry, it was just a job to get me through the summer, helping my mate's dad fit needle punch cord in schools. Um yeah, it was literally just for six weeks, just to help my mate's dad. Um, I did that, really enjoyed it. It's nice with flooring, you get a sense of achievement. At the end of the day, you look and think, yeah, I've done that. I've never had a job like that before. So, like I say, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the challenge and doing fitting different products in different places. Unfortunately, uh, my mate's dad kept me on for another year yeah. i then passed my driving license and then just over, just over a year after i started um, i was out in my own van fitting carpet tiles carpet underlay um sheet vinyl um i hated lvt right and was that for someone else and then you set up uh, on your own as your own boss as such yeah yeah so like i said i started out on 30 quid a day um you know getting paid four and a half days money a week um i literally started at the very bottom putting gripper yeah. down you know i never had a boost up in the industry my dad wasn't in the industry um i've started at the bottom and worked my way up to delivering training which yeah is um something i'm really proud of but something you know i'm not finished yet there's more i want to achieve there's hundreds more people i want to train um i've got to go to south africa to train next year and to france as well which the next dream for me after opening my own training center was to train abroad. So, you know, to achieve that would be fantastic. Yeah. After that, well, I don't know, to be honest. How often were you getting training when you were at your own fitting business? What were you doing about your own training? How, how did you build, obviously build it up with your um, skills on the tools and learning as you go. But what was your opinion when you were physically in Mrs. Jones's house and saw the people offering training? 
when I started fitting LVT, I wasn't given any training. And this is why I hated it so much because, and I absolutely hated it because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But I think you could argue with anything you do. If you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to enjoy it as much. Whereas when you you know what you're doing, you're quite good at it. You then, you know, if you're good at something, it's a lot easier to enjoy it. Yeah. And then when you get good, you can then get quick. So then you can be good and quick, which means you're never going to be cheap. So, yeah. you know, it's you, you're investing in yourself, going and training. I used to go on training courses probably every 18 months to two years, but they weren't as accessible or um, and as publicised as they are now. I probably weren't on as many flooring Facebook pages. Um, I probably wasn't really that much into social media, to be honest, eight or nine years ago. Um, now it seems like, a lot more people are on there. It's it's a great way to meet people and to also um, to learn stuff. You know, I've learned loads off the flooring pages over the years. There seems to be a divide on social media, and I'm gonna again. We don't need to do it on on your business or my business or anything like that. But what's your opinion on? I'm gonna call them the Janices, but normally it's a male. On the guys that think, what the flip could Paddy possibly teach me? I've been fitting LVT for 15 years, and me and you are in a similar training field, as in we train people to do things. And I, we have that same smile, I think, when someone says, there's nothing you can teach me. What's your opinion on that, apart from dicks? My honest opinion is that's a load of bollocks. <laughs> say that. It is. It is. I mean, if you are good at something, you've done something, yeah, then you're 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 at a level that you are. You can always get better. I always better myself every single day. I make a point of learning something new every single day, whether it's flooring related or not. Um, people who don't want to go to training, that's fine. You know, you can't teach someone who doesn't want to be taught. No. Um, I only want people to come into my training center who want to learn. You know, I don't want their money. I need the money to keep the training center open, but I want people in who want to learn. Absolutely. That way I can teach them. I've had people who've been sent in before and they're like, oh, what are you going to teach me? Come with that attitude in the morning. And I'm just yep. sort of scratching my head saying not much. Within a couple of hours, they're, um, yeah, they, they, they soon come down off the high horse and, you know, you show them stuff and, it's not about me being better than you and me no. making you look silly, me making me look like I'm better than you at fitting. It's about me educating you so you can be better. Um, I want to give people as much knowledge as they can physically take in. Um, but again, half the battle is finding people who want to be want to want to train. Um, I've had people in who've been. I had a bloke in who was seventy three. Uh, yeah. When I showed him, when I showed him the herringbone, he was fuming. Because the amount of time I've just saved him, you wish he'd come 30 years ago. Um, I've had people in, in their 50s and 60s, and they're all, you know, they'll come with the right attitude because they want to learn. Um, and they're 90, 95% of people who come to me are surprised at how much they can take in in the three days. Um, because I only have six on a course and I'm very hands on, um, I, you know, I'm constantly going from one bay to the other. Um, it, that massively benefits the fitters. Um, I've been on courses before and you sat about waiting for the training for half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, that's not what I want to deliver. I'm not knocking off the training centres. Everyone works their own way. I work my way. Um, and I just feel that being hands-on um, is very beneficial to 
the people who come on the course and to the amount of knowledge that they pick up over the three days. Well, one of my biggest tips, when you came on our course um, in, in Darlington, I will never forget to this day when you said, and I'm not, again, it's not about my ego. I mean, you did bless my ego, but you just sat back on your chair and said, fuck me. If I'd known this 10 years ago, my life would be different. And again, it wasn't that I was better than you. I just looked at it in a different way you were looking at it. Yeah, and yeah. For me, because when you came on the course, I said, Paddy, we're in the same space. Let's let's network. Just come and see what we're about. And that's why you came. I said, just come with an open mind. And that's all I need you to come with. And then when you said that, from coming with an open I mind. I was dreading sat in an office for two days, to be honest. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I wasn't even bored once, which I was very surprised about. Um but yeah, no, it was a really good course. But again, you know, I'm always of the uh, mentality that I can always learn more. I can always get better. You know, I need to learn more all the time. So I've got more knowledge to pass on to fitters. Um, but yeah, the battle is having people who want to learn because so many people think they know everything already, which is fine, you know, everybody's yeah. their own. Um, everyone can operate at their own sort of, levels and skill sets and that's absolutely fine there is a market for everybody no matter how good or how bad you are um but you know if you want to if you have got the mentality that you want to get better and you go on a training course i've had many people who come to me and they're considerably quicker and more accurate because they've been trained um and you know that bloke the other day he's been doing gordon from glasgow when I get people in from far, I get really nervous because, you know, they made a big effort to come, like everyone does, to yeah. be quite honest. Um, and he's been doing these four-day contracts for months and months now. Uh, after my course, he went and did one and did it in three days, and it's the neatest he's ever done. Right. So, you know, he's, he's 25% quicker um, off the course, which is brilliant. That's what I want. I want you to – there's no point – I don't just want you to come on my course and I get your money and that's the end of it. I want no, you to, I genuinely want you to benefit massively from what I teach you and also the support that I offer afterwards because it's important that when you go into the wide world and you've got an issue, you know, I feel like I've got a responsibility after I've trained you to support you in, you know, little issues. It's not going to be, it's not going to change the world. It'd be, oh, Paddy, what about, how do we do this? Or can you run me through that again, you know? And it's nice to be on the end of the phone to be able to give that help because I remember what it's like to be in need of that help. Um, and when you're in the sticky stuff on a job, you do really do need that help and reassurance of someone. Um, and like I say, to be in the position to give that is, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's a big responsibility, but I enjoy it. Well, I think that's what, when you're doing the training, I don't know if it's the same for you, but when you're doing the training, you're focused on giving the best experience you can in the moment. But then the bit that's the highlight is the comments afterwards and the results afterwards. That's the best bit of the course because you, you're stressed to death trying to say, look, I'm trying to give you like what I, what I learned, but you've got to be focusing on that and giving everyone the best experience. So you're focused. But then it's the people coming back to you and saying, these are the results I got from doing that. And then we're like, like, you know, buzzing about it. That's, that's the bit I get. Exactly as well. And you, you, I am literally buzzing. Like I get people tag me on pictures or I see the work online and I'm just like, wow, like that is so good. Love that. Um, and it's such a nice feeling to have that, um, feel proud of someone, you know, I don't want credit for your work. 
you've done it. It looks amazing. But I feel proud of you that you've done that. And the reason you've been able to do that to that standard is because you've invested in yourself and trusted in me and come on my course. Um, I put myself under a lot of pressure to deliver the best training I can. Uh, Monday mornings, anyone who's been on my course will tell you I yawn a lot on a Monday because I don't sleep very well on Sunday night, to be honest, because I put myself under that much pressure that I've got to deliver the best training that I can. Like I say, some people come from Scotland or fly from Ireland or drive from Cornwall or whatever, you know. Some people just come from around the corner. They're still having three days off work. It's still a big commitment. Um, and basically, they're kind of coming for me, which is a lot of pressure. Um, and like I say, I put myself under the pressure to make sure that I perform and give the best training that I can, be informative as possible whilst smiling and being friendly and being happy and just being like, yeah, everything's absolutely perfect, even though I'm knackered, I haven't slept because I've been worried what these are going to be like. Um, but like I say, it is a great um, part of my career. I am thoroughly enjoying it, um, and I love seeing the, the progression in people's work. Is the one moment that stood out to you as your proudest moment? I know there's probably going to be thousands, but is there any result or moment, excluding maybe opening the doors to the training centre, it stands out to you that was like, this is fucking gold dust. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the one thing that stands out more than anything is um, when I was at Harrogate this year, exhibiting at the flooring show. I was invited there last year and I sort of just winged it basically with Dan, my mate Dan Jones. Yeah. Um, this year, I, I've had to pay for my stand. I was opposite Bostick, next to Tramex and Genesis, and in the same hall as you know all the big names in the flooring industry. Um, however, I was exhibiting by myself, which was extremely daunting and quite petrifying, to be quite honest with you. Um, you had the Queen on your stand, though. You had the Queen before she passed away. Oh, no, she passed. She had passed away, but she was there supporting you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the so, stand. God bless her. She, I brought her in for the open day this year, which you were at in July, oh, I think. Yeah. yeah. Good day, that. Raised over Bad. six grand, nearly seven grand for charity. So happy days. Thank you for your contribution. Um, but yeah, I got her for the open day because it was Jubilee year, wasn't it, this year? Yeah. Obviously, she couldn't come for the open day because she was busy doing other stuff. So I got a cardboard cut out of her. <laughs> um, and then obviously, and then when it was Harrogate as well, I don't know. I didn't know whether to take her or not. I didn't know whether what was the right thing and what was the respectful thing to do and what wasn't. So um, I asked a few, um, if I'm honest, I asked a few women that I know are always right. Yeah. Um, and they said, yeah, take her. So it took the Queen to Harrogate. It was great. The, the, the whole show was amazing. I was really busy. Met loads of people. Um, the atmosphere was different. The atmosphere was as positive as your open day, but there was a general want to be there rather than just a pitch fest or, you know, come and buy me glue. It was, to me, there was an atmosphere of positivity and I don't know why, um, but I certainly was there with you and it felt, I've been there years and it, it definitely felt different to this year. Yeah, it was, it was great. I think there's a lot of camaraderie at the flooring show. You know, you've got companies there that are basically competition with each other, but yet the staff are having a drink together at night. Which you know, it's brilliant. We you want people to. Everyone's got to work in the industry together. We're all here to better the industry and you know, obviously make money as well. Um, and it's nice that everyone can get along um, and and have good crack and and talk about flooring all the time. It's brilliant. I've actually had 
uh, my letter through today from the flooring show to sign up for next year. So uh, I'll be doing that tomorrow. And you're in, you're all in, another stand? Yep, stand B7. It's mine for life now. <laughs> same stand? Stand B7. Yeah, is it? Uh, will it be the same one as last year? Is that the? Is that uh, what you had? Yeah. I want to go, I want to be in the same place because then people who know where I am know where I am. Yeah. And will we see demos uh, like we did at the Open Day? I might do a little bit of demo in this year, but probably not because I don't really have the the, the size of a stand to deliver demos. Um, however, something might be in the pipeline there, so you'll have to wait and see. I'm not saying anything else. That was one of my um, ultimate big, well, one of my most eye-opening things was at your um, open day. When you said, oh, I'm going to do a demo, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll support Paddy to watch a demo. And then when I watched the demo, bear in mind, I've never fitted LVT in my life. I've fit thousands of metres of wood floors before, laminates, and I've never fitted dry back LVT, full stop. I've never even tried. And then you just did this demo, and I'm like, that's just a different, that's like me learning de painting and decorators. I know it's a similar sort of techniques, but it's completely different to the wood world. So I even like it just changed the game thinking, I know I know flooring, but I don't know that. Like that's like, so even for the boys that know it, it just blew me away. I was quite I was dead impressed to be honest, just because I thought I knew that you'd cut it in the same way and it was just not even remotely the same. <laughs> A lot of stuff that I teach is, is different to other people because I don't know, I'm never happy with stuff. I always want to improve and always trying to make different ways of doing stuff. Um, but yeah, the demo on the open day, do you know, the open day, it's hard to pick actually, was that more of a proud moment for me than Harrogate? Um, Harrogate was because it, you know, it was around so many big corporate companies. It was like, wow, it's just me. And then on the same hand, the open day was probably as proud a moment for me as Harrogate, in all fairness. Um, but yeah, just... just it's mad having your own training centre it's like a whirlwind I never know who's going to come through the door I never know what's going to the next phone call the next email um, it's just yeah it's mad I have probably 19 good days to one bad day which you know I've got to take that and that's the flooring industry isn't that normal depends who you work for depends who you work for doesn't it what you fit um, but I, I, like I said I love training um, I love training and I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, happens in my career and with the training centre over the next 12 months um, yeah who knows what's going to happen I haven't got a clue so where would you like it to be in five years time Five years time, um, on my own private island in the Caribbean, obviously. Failing that, I would like to be in five years time, uh, work wise, kind of where I am now, to be honest. I love training, I never yeah. think, oh god, I've got to train tomorrow. So, I'd like to still be training in five years' time, um, and you know, building up a really good reputation, maybe expanding a little bit, but not massive because. I'm a big believer in quality over quantity. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I want to still be training and maybe, um, yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. Probably just still doing the training because I love it. There's nothing else more, I want to do. How many courses have you got? Um, like, what's available now? What's the 
what's on the list of what you can come and learn if someone's listened to this, have heard about it, but don't actually what they can what they can sign up to. What have you got? If you're listening, you need to go on mnfloortraining.com and check out all the courses on there. However, I will go over them now. So we've got uh, I did my LVT fitting course which is uh, we do half a day subfloor preparation. So everyone can have a go at putting some smoothing compounds down in a bay or go through primers, adhesive selection, um, you know, moisture testing, all, all the subfloor preparation. Then we do, we have lunch, obviously, very important part of the day. Then we have straight lay in the afternoon. Um, do a bay just straight nice and simple just to get them started the whole course is structured so it gets difficult more difficult every day right. but in accordance to what you've learned the last day so the, what you learn on the monday afternoon sets you up for your tuesday which is 45 degree work with and without a border um and then on the when tuesday night before they go home at four o'clock i do an hour and a half herringbone demo going through herringbone with and without a border, teaching them how to understand the pattern and pattern repeats and scribing and borders and there's loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Wednesday, herringbone with and without a border. So that's the LVT fitting course. It's quite an um, intense course. Designed that way so you get value for money, like I would want if I was going on a course. Because like I say, I appreciate the financial and personal commitments of coming on a course. You've know, got the cost of the course lots yep. of earnings hotels you know um three days away from the family which some fit is actually quite like yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think you've had a few that uh, had a, liked it a little bit too much and came in maybe a few too many beers i think i've had people who uh you know seven o'clock at night i'm like are you gonna go yet or not <laughs> andy hook from scotland came in on the thursday morning i couldn't get rid of him till about two o'clock in the afternoon bless him <laughs> and he had a 10-hour drive home, but he just didn't want to go, which is great because it, it, I want to teach people, but I want them to enjoy their time here. It's important, that is. You know, I don't want it to be a, um office environment where, you know, you can't swear or you can't like, have a laugh. You know, there's music on. Where it's a quite a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just people learning to fit floors but enjoying it at the same time, hopefully, without putting too much pressure on them. I also do a design floor course, which is a lot of uh, geometric parquetry panels and design borders and motifs, and phew, that's a busy three days. Yeah. Uh, and then now, I've, so then with the courses, I've been running for 12 months, and then now I've now started doing, or I'm about to start doing a steroids course for Mr. John Rain at steroids. Just a one-day course, that is, um, learning how to fit his products and how to fit LVT on the stairs, which for a day's money i think is is really good value for money again yeah um and then my other course that i do is the three-day herringbone masterclass. so um lots of people have got really weird and wonderful ways of cutting in herringbone um everyone i show my the methods that i know um they're all like wow god wow Wow. Yeah. which is great you know i, I want to um, want people to take a lot of knowledge from the course um but like i said that three-day herringbone masterclass is herringbone all different types, shapes and sizes understanding the pattern we can do bits of work on stairs uh how to cut your own herringbone i also go over chevron how to cut your own chevron how to scribe it in um 
just try and give as much value for money on every course as I would want if I was going on the course. Um, yeah. And that, so, yeah, they're the, the four courses that I do. And is there anything that you haven't launched that you can tell us that's coming soon or not yet? Is there anything secret that you can release that or give us a, a tiny Yeah, I've got there? something secret, but I'm not telling you. You have to, uh, <laughs> you have to wait. <laughs> right. Well, we'll move on to one of the big questions that we quite often um, ask, but as you've been in the flooring industry a while, what's the biggest problem with it? The... One thing that stands out for me is it's not that rife, but it is a little bit. It, you know, it, it doesn't have to be rife, just a little bit is too much bullying online. Yeah. So by bullying, I don't mean what I mean is people knocking each other's work. Um, there's no need to be negative towards someone else's work. You know, we were all shit once. Yeah. Yeah, but we were still proud. You know, doing a carpet tile job, it's a little bit on the piss, but you know, I was really proud of it. Put it online. You, you can't do that now because people will, will rip your work to pieces. Everyone was shit once. As long as people are getting better, that's the most important thing. And best way to improve people's work is not to knock them; it's to encourage them to get better. Um, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of negativity online, but there's there's more than I'd like to see. Um, no. aims at people who you know they're just trying to better themselves um you should never knock anyone else's work because we were all shit once absolutely yeah i've we've got a facebook group i think with uh i think it's around four and a half thousand fitters and we've just i've had to go from a non-negotiable attitude if i see something that's just negative we just remove and ban no we don't like and Sarah sometimes says, well, maybe give them feedback. And I'm like, just remove them, man. I just, if you've made the comment, you know, we've all made them <laughs> in some way or form. But if you're just being a dick, just let's just not do it here. Um, and that's, you know, so I just, just, it's just, I agree. It's just, I, I love that. We're all shit once, you know, it's. Um, yeah, we were all shit once, you know. And also another big thing, which again is something that I was supported with the open day is mental health in the flooring industry. Well, in, in every trade, to be honest, um, you know, if you're between the ages of 18 and 35, the highest chance of you dying, unfortunately, is suicide, which is just horrendous to think. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been on the journey from being 18 to 35. Unfortunately, I'm 38 now, yeah. um, as my hairline probably suggests. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to, to think, this, to be quite honest, there's a floor layer um, not too far from me. I didn't actually know him, but he took his own life um, over Christmas last year, uh, left behind the missus and kids, you know. And, and, you know, this kid, this guy lived less than 10 miles from my house. Um, I didn't know him and other people that did. And it's just horrendous to think that people can be at such a low point in life where they don't want to live anymore. Um there's always help out there for people, whether you ring a stranger or the Samaritans or um, whoever, there's always people out there who want to help you, no matter how bad your situation is. You know, you might have a job that's run up, that's gone wrong or you might be in debt or drink and drug issues, whatever. Um, yeah. You know, nothing yeah. is ever that bad that it's worth taking your life for. Um, and it's not, it's all the other people around suicide that you've got to live with that life of pain so like i say we raised some money 
um, and the open day, half of it went to UNICEF, the other half went to Mind, the mental health charity. Um, yeah. And yeah, while I'm doing this podcast, if there is anyone out there who is, you know, contemplating such acts, reach out for help because there's always, always people who want to help you, especially strangers. Strangers are the, the easiest people to talk to. That's right. And you, I mean, you're part of one of our groups and, you know, I bleat on, if you don't ask, we can't help you. And it's the same thing for everything though. You know, we're going from a business side, you know, we don't know what you're thinking if you've got a problem, but I think hundred percent, right. There was a guy in our town that was, when I first set up just 20 years ago, he was the bee's knees. He was like the man with the three vans and this and that and the other. And he'd been doing 10 years before me. And then he ended up in front of a train and it was like, you know, I'd met him a couple of times and it was just horrific. And it was like, you know, it was like, it just wasn't what you just wasn't well, obviously it wasn't needed, but it was really sad, really sad that, you know, he'd been in the town that long and then he made that decision. You know, and even if you don't know him, you think, you know, if you'd have rung me or reached out to me, even if I don't know you, I'd, I'd want to help you. Um, uh, and that's, I mean, my phone doesn't stop all night. The floor layers ringing me about this and that and whatever else. But again, you know, if they've got issues in life and I can help even just by listening, you know, I quite happily will. Um, if anyone ever had been on my course and had taken their own life, I'd be absolutely devastated. I really, really would. Um, and hopefully that will never happen because, like I say, I do drum to everyone. I'm here to support you after the course, whether it be fitting or whatever. Um, you know, I'm no counsellor. I'm not Mother Teresa. Um, but if I can help in any way, I'd rather sit there and listen to you on the phone for half an hour than get that dreaded phone call the next day. Um, it, it's a lonely place. It's, like, it's a proper... If you've set a flying business up and you don't like networking as such, in, in like, you know, and you've got a small network at home, there's going to be someone listening to this podcast that is in this situation that they, they go outfitting, they deal with Mrs. Jones, she goes to work, then they go back home and then they're like, I've got to deal with this myself. And, you know, and, you know, cash flow... It's never that bad, but this is a really, really good point because that, well, I'm, you know, my take on it, I have got in the car, certainly no suicide thought, but just got in the car and drove off in another direction and then checked myself in a hotel because it got that bad. And as I said, there was no suicide thought. I put my hands up, there's no suicide thought, but my head was that battered with my flooring business, you know, so a hundred, you know, but if I'd had someone that I could, at that point, the only person I could speak to was my missus. And, you know, and at that time I didn't want to speak to her. Not because she'd done anything. I just didn't want to speak to her. But you're right. And also, you don't want it. Sometimes you might not want to break down to your missus and say, you know, I'm worried about life and money and everything. Because as a man, a lot of the time you want to be the rock of the family and the person that people lean on. Therefore, yeah. you know, if you're crying and worried about stuff and you know, not in a good place. You feel like you can't deliver that support. Exactly. Yeah. So I know. Uh, yeah. So, so me and you're going to get phone calls after this podcast goes out. Please, you know, bash the phones, reach out. You don't. Uh, I think that's. Uh, there's definitely people out there that we can. Uh, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, if you want to ring me and, and sound off, that's absolutely fine. But just leave five minutes at the end of the call for my sales pitch. <laughs> So when are you next going on the course? That's, uh... That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, in all seriousness, um, 
yeah, mental health issues, a massive problem. This isn't sort of scripted. We weren't meant to talk about this, but like no. I said, I feel like we've got, I've got a responsibility to bring it up now. Um, and again, mention it on my courses to fitters. Life's not easy. You know, everyone has shit to deal with. Sometimes you have none and you're just plain sailing. It's like, wow, life's good. Yeah. Then other days, you know, you've got a world of shit falling down on you from every angle. You feel like there's no way out. We all have them, Dave. No way out. Always. Yeah, no, there is. There is. There's a, a not a final way out, just a way to work around stuff. Yeah. We're always going to have shit to deal with in life, sometimes more than others, but you have to deal with it. Because Absolutely. of the people around you that, you know, your family needs you, your kids need you, your, your neighbour needs you. you. People, you know, you can't you can't think that nothing's worth living for because it is. Um, and it, it, unfortunately, if you was to go to someone's funeral who's committed suicide, you'd see how many people are there for them. You know, people don't want to go to funerals. They want everyone to live a long life and you know, get through the good, the bad times and enjoy the good times. Um, I can't, I can't remember who said it to me, but it's similar to what we were discussing before. And it was just a real point that I can't remember where it was, but someone once said to me, like, it's a very, very low chance. If you ask for help, someone will say no. You know, if you ring them up and say, do you want to buy a course? There's a 50, 50 chance they might say yes or no, depending on if they can see the value. But if you ring someone and say, can you help me please? There isn't many people that'll turn around and go, no. You know, like as in if it's obviously a sensible help me question. But that 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 was massive for me. And it's like, actually, that's right. You know, if someone rang me that I knew and said, I really need your help, you know, oh ring us three weeks on Tuesday. You wouldn't. You'd just drop you you'd just do it. Like so, yeah, yeah, well, so- I was looking for it every friggin' night, mate. Get home from work and I got floor days. Oh, can you help me with this problem about tomorrow's job or this and that? And I'm Sometimes I have to put my phone on airplane mode because I'm trying to help people, but at the same time, I've got to live my own life um, after work. Um, so, I, we'll have to do a bit of a quick fire fun round um, just because it's tradition on the podcast. Um, 10 million quid, you win it on the, on, the, um, on the lottery tonight. First five things you're going to buy with 10 million quid a big house with a massive pond. A top of the range van, you're looking 60, 70 grand with every bit of spec on it. Um, a boy, a bigger, my own training center, so I'm not renting. I'd have underfloor heating in it. And what else? And I'd buy my daughter a sausage dog, a blue one. A blue one, I like it. Would you have fish in the pond? Yes, mate. I'd have loads of koi car. <laughs> I like it. Easily please me. Fabulous. Um, Dominoes or five guys, and why? Five guys every time. <laughs> Brilliant. I like it. You're not not a five guys virgin by that response. So, um, and yeah, no, I love five guys. The um, most favourite holiday you've ever been on? Uh, uh, favourite holiday I've ever been. Oh, without a question of a doubt, uh, a holiday when I've taken my daughter away, just the two of us. Um, it's not very often I get to spend a full week with her. Um, and there's been quite a few holidays over the years where it's just been me and her for a full week. Um, we have had a right laugh. Um, yeah, that hands down, holidays with my daughter. And 
a difficult one, but if there was one question you wish I'd asked you on the podcast, what would it have been? Paddy, can I book a course, please? <laughs> or can I book all four? That's what you should um, have asked. Yeah. I love it. Uh, brilliant, yeah. Um, if I was still fitting, I would consider taking up LVT. <laughs> you would, and you ate it. <laughs> well, you heard it once. You heard it once. Uh, That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. We all shit once, and we all hate shit once. So yeah. Um, so for the listeners, uh, if they already don't follow you and they want to, where the hell can they find you, Paddy? You can find me uh, in my training centre every day, all the time. Or you can find me online, uh, mnfloortraining.com, mnfloortraining on Instagram, Facebook, uh, what else am I on? LinkedIn, Google oh, Maps, yeah. no YouTube Google, yet. Facebook, Instagram. No YouTube yet? Are we on YouTube yet? No, I've got a face for the radio, mate. I don't want a YouTube channel. Thank <laughs> you very much. I have to do enough of that with Brian King for UK Flooring TV. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, uh, Paddy. It's been a blast. Nice one. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.